this so, is a bun. Yes, that would be heavy. So this is my preparation celebrating Chinese Heritage kind of week. I almost forgot. Chinese New Year is January 22nd. That means 19th, this Thursday, we're celebrating the whole Chinese New Year kind of thing. I really love celebrating Chinese New Year with my little community. It's probably one of my favorite times to do it because like there's nothing like being lonely in a community trying to celebrate Chinese New Year and not having anybody else excited to do it in the way that you would want to do it, right? Like, yes, there's the aspect of doing it where it's like, hey, get together at a party and, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like celebrating Christmas before the actual day that you open presents. That's the whole deal, right? Because for me and my family, we only really did that. It was like, oh, Chinese New Year's only happened when it was like the day that you're celebrating it, right? Versus like the whole leading up to it, which is the most exciting part, right? It's the decorations and the and the dancing and the and the and the and the people being loud and market and, and everything like that, right? I was just reading a Jewish book. Not Jewish book, but a family about Jewish people. And they talked about just their daily lives, you know, going about their week in preparation for their weekly celebratory cultural thing, right? And for me, it just brought back the, the rush of the memories of like, oh, I just love the way they tell stories about how, about like basically they tell a story from the eyes of a child. You know, they tell of like what, how big the spoon was when they were scooping different things and the steam that was coming into their eyes. You know, like that's the, kind of how I envision my Chinese heritage life, right? And I don't really, and I'm just starting to uncover it because I stuffed it for so long. Because I think I inherently just kind of had an unknowing an, an that there was probably a lot of people racist toward Chinese people and a lot of people that just hated China altogether, right? Because, like, communism kind of put a bad rap on a lot of places, right? Um, but the other thing is that got me pondering was, like, what if somebody just plopped themselves into full-blown COVID life? And, and they only ever judged a country or a society according to whatever COVID rules that they had created at that time. And then judged the entire nation and that whole society and that whole heritage of that country according to whatever COVID rules they had that the, the government at the time created for them. Wouldn't that be such a loss of heritage and history and, and ancient practice everything? And you know what I mean? So there's a part of me that was like for a time being like, yeah, yeah, people should hate China, right? Like, like because I just, I just succumbed to it. I was like, yeah, China equals communism. But then there's that other part of me that was like, no, 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 no. We can't let that happen. We can't let people take what would, uh, no, I don't like doing that. That's your fun. That's not my fun right now. Um, like, what if people were to take that and just live like that, right? And I was like, no, 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 this cannot be a thing. Because the thing is, we can't judge uh, an entire um, existence, an entire civilization on, on whatever one government is choosing to do at a current time or for a current season, right? You can't do that. You can't just erase all of that and just say that's what it is and that's all I'm going to move forward and I'm just going to totally forget about this one one country because of how their the government is currently running them right because there's actually a lot of beauty behind it all you know like i just can't wait till china is kind of freed from all of that kind of stuff right 
and is able to be who they were and always were from the beginning, right? Like I love going to watch the Shen Yun, you know, the performances that are from these Chinese dancers that, that, that study ancient Chinese classical texts and, and study and practice ancient Chinese dancing, right? And they tell the stories of history um, and then like from these classical texts, like all the fairy tales and myths, myths, all of that, they tell it in their dancing and in the music that goes with the orchestras. It is absolutely spectacular. You know, if you have not been able to go and watch them at some point, like it's worth traveling for. It's worth stepping into a zone for a moment to understand another culture and where they come from in a way where you can understand and relate and understand and, and know them even better and, and, and laugh with them and enjoy them, right? Like, you know, like uh, there's so many beautiful resources out there nowadays that really get back to the crux of what is, what does it mean to be Chinese? What does it mean to be a Chinese Canadian? What does it mean to have, you know, to have this culture be a part of you it, it means, you know, like when I think about what it means, I feel the drumming. I feel the drumming of a dragon dance. Or no, not a dragon. A dragon dance, yes. And a lion dance, you know. I also feel the drumming of a dragon boat race. You know, it's so exciting. And you just feel so Chinese. When you go and watch these dragon races, dragon boat races, you're just like, yes! Like, you're just so proud that that could be something in your heritage. Somebody thought of it, right? Like, or the celebration of Chinese New Year altogether, right? Like, there's nothing like, okay, so for example, in this culture that I live in right now, you know, if a youth wants to save up to something, they go around and they have to find something that they're offering, and, and then that somebody else gives them something in return for what they're offering, right? So like, oh, let's say a youth has a fundraiser. They're, they're going to go around and say, I'll give you pizza or pierogies for you to give me money or something like that, right? Or I'll offer you a service so you can give something. No, 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 no. So that's how this culture kind of works, right? They, they're kind of big on being scared of self-entitlement. They are. They're really scared about it. They're scared about being too generous with youth and want to make sure they don't grow up with self-entitlement. But in my culture, where I was raised, that's like the whole culture. It's like you feel honored to be able to spoil someone. You, you, you kind of, you, you know you were spoiled growing up. You know, and you can't wait for the day you can spoil someone else. It's like, it's like this overabundance, over prosperity, over generosity kind of perspective on life. To realize how blessed you were for your entire life and that you were so undeserving of all those blessings. But because somebody else chose to become self-reliant, who was your elder, they decided that they wanted to pass on the Chinese cultural heritage of believing in prosperity, believing in abundance, believing in generosity, believing in passing on to your progeny and anyone else that you could possibly bless along the way, you know, and doing it, right? Like these whole villages are, are like taken care of because of everybody, because of the Chinese belief of generosity and prosperity and abundance and those kinds of things, right? Like it's, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing for a child to be able to go throughout their life, every year of their childhood life and youth life, to know that every single child will get their own fundraiser every year, right? 
Like all the grown-ups in their life are saving up money so that they can help fundraise for that child. They, that child doesn't have to say, oh hey, I'm saving up for this, or oh hey, I wanna go on this trip, or oh hey, I'm doing this. No, every grown-up in that child's life is saving up to support their fundraiser of their life, you know? Regardless of whatever they choose that they're gonna put it into or that. It's like, it's like this trust. It's like this deep trust that's extended to you because, because they are so proud to have um, progeny, right? They're so proud to have descendants and they are so proud to support their descendants. And, and the child doesn't have to say that they have a fundraiser to this, that, or the other. They just need to be alive, right? And, the, and that money will be, be thrown at them, right? Like every year at Chinese New Year, right? And, and it's just this like, I, I think for sure there was different moments in my life where I did probably have a little bit of that self-entitlement like, oh, like I just can't wait till Chinese New Year because I'm going to be rich or, you know, different things like that. But over time as I matured into it and realized what was going on, how do you go and go to those experiences without feeling a little ounce of being humble to realize how much people around you care about you, you know? It doesn't end at like, you know, a baby blessing or a baptism or whatever. It's every single year, right? Like every single year you can get together and just show that. You know, different cultures show it in different ways. Like in the culture I'm in right now, they do it at Christmas time, you know? Like they save up so that they can give something as a gift for Christmas time, right? But for some reason, I actually do like how Chinese people love giving money. They put it in an envelope, a little red envelope, and it's like, you know, like there's certain amounts mean different things, I guess. You know, like not necessarily, but certain amounts, it's either a lucky number or a non-lucky number. So you have to give them a lucky number or something like that, right? Anyways, I, I think it's really sweet. I think it's a really sweet cultural tradition. Because yes, there's the gift giving thing, right? But in some ways, Chinese culture is also very practical. There's the artistic, beautiful side to it, but there's also the very practical side. Where it's like, no, like, like everybody will be able to use money, right? Like at some point right? And so that's what they just go for every time. It's like, you never know if whatever gift you're going to give someone, if it's still going to last throughout 20 years later, right? But you always know that that gift of money that you give them is, is a symbol, but is also useful now and later, regardless of how, what age they're at. Anyways, I was just relishing in some of that Chinese cultural stuff. And, and I only have started the beginning of it with just Chinese New Year kinds of feelings and how grateful I am because it actually has affected how my worldview in every instance. You know, I move into any situation with other people and honestly, that is how I use my money too. It's like I can't wait to make more money in all these different instances because I know it's going to be my ministering money. It's the money I'm going to get to use to pass on to different individuals in my life because I want to share my money. I love making money because I love sharing money because I love passing on that legacy. I love that Chinese heritage legacy that is all about prosperity, abundance, and you know, just like being super generous, like as generous as you possibly could be, right? 